Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Well, I just want to start off this episode with a lot of gratitude for you guys helping me push over the 1,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. It has been a long feels like a very long journey, but we've been doing it for eight months. It really hasn't been that long in the grand scheme of things, but it feels like a lifetime. But thank you guys for helping me get over a thousand in in YouTube numbers. It's a big milestone. It puts our puts our YouTube channel in the top 15% of YouTube creators. And we still have a lot more to go to reach our goals. But that is the first big plateau along the way from all the people I talk to getting the first a thousand is is as hard, if not harder than going from a thousand to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you so much for helping us get over that hump. That also helps monetize my channel so I can actually make a few bucks from the YouTube channel. And in general, it's going to help the game of golf because that's my goal from day one. It's been my goal to grow the game. So thank you guys so much for being a part of it. If you haven't yet subscribed, please go over to Let's Play Through on on YouTube. Get subscribed. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our uploads. And share it with some friends. It would mean a lot to me if you could do that. And we can all help to grow the game together. But I swear it was easier to sell a thousand copies of my books than to get a thousand YouTube subscribers. I don't know what it is, but it's a tough platform to crack. At any rate, we have a really great guest today who's going to come on and talk to us about cybersecurity. Since we're all probably discombobulated right now, maybe you're working from home. Maybe you've got employees that are working from home or staff that's all over the place. Cybersecurity is something really to keep in mind more than ever right now. And so I've got a really good friend of mine, Brendan Blowers, who's going to come on and talk to us about cybersecurity. And the other thing I want to mention is I was probably the first person in the industry to say that I really thought clubs should close their doors when that was like mid-March you know, kind of early to mid-March, I made some of those predictions. They unfortunately came true. But let me be the first one to give you the good news. I think it's really time for us to start thinking about opening our doors. And what I mean by that is we need to have a plan in place for for two to three weeks down the road when you're going to be able to fully welcome members back to the club. So if you need help with putting that plan together to strategize, if you've got a pipeline that dried up in the last couple of months, which a lot of clubs have had, Get in touch with me. Give me a shout, Gabe at privateclubagency.com, and let's get a call on the books. I'm happy to help you completely complimentary in terms of uh, coming up with ideas. And if my agency can actually help you, hey, that would be great to work with you as well. But I really just want to help get you started and make sure that you succeed moving forward out of this COVID-19 crisis. I think we are going to have a little window at least throughout the summer of some good things happening. So give me a shout and let's talk about it. All right, without further ado, let's bring on our featured guest of the day. Well, my next guest is Brendan Blowers. He's the marketing director of Palmetto Technology Group. He's also been a longtime friend of mine. I think I've known him since I was 14 years old when I first moved to Florida. We were on a basketball team together in high school. But he is here to talk to us about cybersecurity right now where a lot of us are online and 
there's all kinds of attacks happening. And so Brendan's here to keep us safe and secure. Brendan, welcome to Private Club Radio, man. Good. Thank you for having me on. A pleasure to be here. I'd love for you just to start off, just give us a little background about your company, Palmetto Technology Group, as well as yourself, man. Sure. Uh, Palmetto Technology Group, we go by PTG. Uh, we are a uh, IT managed service provider in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, we're a Microsoft Gold partner, uh, which means we hold the highest levels of competency You know, with Microsoft. We, we primarily deal with their products. And um, been in business since uh, 2007. The business was actually started by really a, a brilliant CEO and leader named Reed Wilson. And uh, fact is he actually graduated head of his class at the Citadel a uh, few years, you know, many years ago, but, um, doesn't get much more secure company, than that. We're now, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And, uh, we have about 30 employees now. Most of them are the highest certified, uh, technical engineers. And then I run all the marketing operations for PTG. And I also write most of the blog content and handle the social media accounts. And we also put out a monthly newsletter, tech newsletter as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, what caught my eye is I know you forwarded me some tips on how to basically how to stay safe. And I love that you guys are putting out all that sort of content for people right now because it's probably more relevant than ever. Can you talk to me first about you know what hackers are doing right now and how people are taking advantage of this situation? Sure. So, you know, in our position in technology, we see a lot of scary stuff, obviously, and we get reports on a daily basis about what's going on out there. And hackers, they see things like COVID-19 as just a huge you know, business opportunity for them. I mean, that's how they really look at it. And so we've seen a 600% increase in phishing emails being sent to people. Uh, we have seen, uh, you know, just new malware and things that uh, basically what hackers are doing is they're spoofing real coronavirus updates. And now they're actually starting to spoof these loan, you know, these government loan information sites and things. And people think that they're getting the information they want. And instead they're downloading malware onto their devices. Wow. It's pretty nasty stuff. I think I saw something like that come through my email. It was like, it it just looked a little weird, but it was, you know, about, you know, the the payment protection program or the small business loans that are being handed out. But just something didn't feel right about it. So it's interesting. You've seen seen such an uptick. Wow. Um, What's like, yeah, and you're you're exactly right, Gabe. You got to trust your gut on that stuff when you see it and something, you know, you look for those little misspellings. Or you hover over the link and the link is weird. It doesn't seem like it comes from a liable source. You got to trust your instincts on that and not click. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What other things would be good just to look out for? And how do you protect, how do you train your staff? Because if I'm a manager of an organization and I've got a lot of employees underneath me, I might be savvy, but they might not be. So what, what are your suggestions there? And what should people be looking out for? Yeah, that's a great question. So we actually started a few months ago. Uh, a program called cloud security. And what that does, I mean, we monitor people's logins when we work with them and we can identify, you know, alert them immediately if, if there's a login from another country or a login that's 
not part of their regular network. But what any any person can do is just to educate themselves on on what phishing attacks look like. And we actually send out phishing tests to our customers. And so, you know, people will get an email that looks like a, a fish, you know, something a hacker might use, but it's actually from us and it lets them know, hey, you failed the phishing test. You need to take this training <laughs> and just be a little bit more, a little bit more savvy about, you know, sort of what people are doing. But there's tons of free, um, you know, resources online. If you, you know, people will post examples of recent phishing attempts. And I think it's great, you know, just as a community, we need to be, we need to share that information. When, when you get a suspicious email, you know, I would suggest taking a screenshot of it and sharing that out, you know, with your staff saying, hey guys, I just got this, be on the lookout for this. It's really about keeping people um, alert to, to these attempts. Well, you and said, starting to recognize what they look like. You said something there that I want to make sure that uh, we note and touch upon. You said take a screenshot. So definitely don't forward that email because that that when you forward the email, you've got all the links that are coming if someone accidentally types That's right. it. They're in trouble. So a screenshot is the best way to let people know. I like that. That's smart. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to be uh, <laughs> passing those around. Uh, and, you know, you could um, you could copy the text and paste it, but probably the safest thing is to just uh, just take a screenshot and share it that way. Yeah, sure, smart. So I know you guys put together like a I guess you'd call it a white paper or a guide on 18 ways that individuals can work remotely a little bit more securely uh, and stress free. So obviously we can't cover all 18 points on the show, but I'd love for you to take us through what some of your top top advice is from that paper. Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. With this came out of a uh, we had a town hall meeting uh, with all of our clients uh, a week ago, and they found this very helpful. And so I suggested, you know, we need to just make this available to the public because there's a lot of businesses out there that need this type of information. So, and one of the first things, you know, is we've got I don't know how much how many people on your staff are working remotely now, Gabe. Probably a good number of them. Three but of us, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the first things you don't think about is when you're moving your computer setup, uh, you know, take a picture of that setup, especially the back, anything you've got connected, because uh, when you move to a new location, it can be a little confusing sometimes if you're setting up multiple monitors or doing things like that. So that's just kind of a, a quick little thing to remember. Don't just tear everything down and get ready to put it back up without taking a picture of what everything looks like. Smart. And also make sure you have all of your access to your passwords and your logins that you use, because there's probably some things that autofill when you're on your, you know, your work network that are not going to do that when you switch and you're on a different network. And so you want to make sure you have all that information uh, before you leave or in your new location. And I like to use, you know, we really suggest that people use a password manager. Uh, you know, hackers are, they love to get a hold of passwords. And what they do is they put them up for sale on the dark web. Wow. So you think Scary. about, it, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not just one person getting that password. It's, it's that person turning that password into a, a sellable commodity wow. for the highest bidder. 
And so if you use a, I like to use LastPass. I think that's a good one. There's plenty of other good ones, but if you use a secure password manager, you don't have to remember all your passwords. Uh, you just have to remember that one security key um, to be able to uh, get into your password manager. And that, that's, a, 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 you know, it's all about limiting access. Um, you know, using the, the Google, you know, remember my password thing is not a safe choice. You really should have a, a password manager that, that you know is encrypted and secure. Really? So I use the Chrome browser extension. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. On, on, uh, I'm opening myself up to cyber yeah, attack. No. But are you, you're saying that well, um, you, you, like saving your passwords directly on Chrome is not the best way to do that? Well, here's the thing. Uh, there are security in place, uh, you know, with with Chrome, but what you have to be careful of with Chrome extensions, uh, and this is something we've just been talking about with a lot of our folks, is almost everyone has those those Google Chrome extensions that they no longer use. You downloaded them, you maybe used them once, they're not getting updated, they're not getting patched. And hackers can actually get in to your, you know, to your Chrome uh, set up through these unused extensions. Wow. So what we always suggest is that people go in and look at those extensions you've downloaded. And if you haven't used anything in a long time, if it's not something you use regularly, just delete it, get it out of there. And, uh, and that will, uh, you know, help to make your Chrome a little bit, a little bit more secure. Uh, edge, if you use the, the Chromium based edge browser, that does have a little bit higher level of security, but, Honestly, again, it just comes down to making sure that the apps and things you've installed are up to date and uh, and not easy to to get into. Right, but I mean, like what's built into Chrome itself, where like Chrome asks me, "Hey, do you want to save this password?" Uh, I guess it's actually saving it to my Google account. I guess it's, so. Are, is that a secure right. way to do it, or is that not? Uh, is LastPass still a better option? Uh, LastPass is definitely a little more secure because if it's attached to your Google account, you know. Um, Somebody may have that password may have been discovered at some point, you know, uh, and if if that if that password was a part of, you know, one of those big breaches that happened, uh, you know, if you ever used that uh, password anywhere else, it could be available. So, you know, it's it's not a I mean, it's not a huge risk, but if you're worried about your passwords being exposed, I would say something like a last pass. Uh, is definitely more secure sure. than the sure. than the Chrome option. Now, how often would you update your LastPass password or your um, if if I'm using like a you know my my browser? How often should I or my Google? How often should I update those passwords? Like monthly, bi monthly? How what kind of schedule would you be on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any particular recommended schedule, but, but definitely the more, the better. Um, so I, I say, you know, I probably update mine monthly. I think we have a company policy where we get, you know, alert that we need to update our, our passwords, uh, every 30 days. And then anytime there's suspicious activity, I would say would be a good time to update. Uh, if, if you see something that just looks fishy, looks off, uh, then definitely, you know, or if you're, if you're antivirus, you know, 
alert you, picks up something that was quarantined. You know, it's always just that's the first step is just change the password. Smart. Yep. Thank you. So basically, when you want to change your password regularly, you want to make sure that any unused plugins or Chrome extensions or browser extensions that you're not using, that's those, usually those little icons up in the top right of your browser. If you're not using those, get rid of those. Um, that's really great advice. We've heard a lot. I mean, we, a lot of us are using Zoom as a teleconferencing platform, and I've seen a lot of press lately talking about Zoom has some vulnerabilities. And I know they've been rolling out updates, but for folks that are using Zoom, because I know a lot of Zoom users are on this um, show listening, what would be your advice uh, to stay safe and secure? Yeah, Zoom's a great platform. And one of the advantages, one of the things people like about it is that it's user-friendly, right? There's, it, there's very little uh, friction to getting on and starting a call with someone. But with that user friendliness does come some privacy, you know, issues. And Zoom has been quick to respond to the ones that have been found, but there's definitely some issues around security. My our what we usually tell people is, you know, for the for the regular conference call where, you know, you're not going over like important financial information or, you know, something like that, where you're just talking with some colleagues, Zoom is fine. But if you're going to be, you know, sharing sensitive documents, if you're going to be doing something like that, you, you probably want to uh, not use Zoom. Or what you want to do is you want to go into your settings, your Zoom settings, and make sure that the, you know, what the privacy settings are and make sure that those are set to the highest level. Right. Yep. Smart. I, I always set a password for my meetings, and I think there's been Zoom bombings, and that's that's kind of what put people up in a panic yes. is people had these these uh, webinars going or these meetings going and no password on it, so anyone could pop in that wanted to. So just make sure you set a password on your Zoom. And as Brendan said, it's probably not the best for really ultra-secure confidential communications, but for your everyday day-to-day, you should be just fine, it sounds like. What other tips? That's right. Yeah, password is a great idea. Yes. What other tips would you give us, um, you know, working from home or just staying more secure and and talking with our colleagues while we're we're going through this quarantine issue? Definitely. Well, one of the, the best things you can do is to enable... MFA, multi-factor authentication, or you may have heard it, you know, two-factor authentication. Uh, enable that on, on, you know, pretty much every login that you use. Uh, it actually blocks uh, 99% of, uh, of breach attempts are blocked by multi-factor authentication. What that is, what I mean by that is, you know, where you have a, an additional set of requirements in order to log into the site. So you put your password in and then it's going to require something else. And that, that's either going to be something you know, something you have, or something you are. So most of them will require a, you know, a passcode that only you know, or uh, maybe it's a facial recognition is what a lot of the new ones are going to. But there's many different options, but they all work really, really well because a hacker, it's easy for them to get your password, honestly, but it's, it's, not easy for them to prove that they're you, right? So, so we we say you know MFA on just about everything that you that you use regularly. 
And that could look like a text message code coming to you. Uh, I know I use the Google Authenticator yeah. app, which I really love. It, 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 every 30 seconds yeah. or so, it gives you a new code, and you enter that code in, and it's it's matched to like a like an atomic clock or something, I guess. Um, and yeah. those kind of things. Yeah, that's really great. Helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so if folks want to see these 18 tips you guys have put together, what, I mean, what's the best way to do that, Brendan? Well, I think, uh, you know, I supplied you with uh, basically the, um, the sheet and, and you're, you know, I, I'd say, you know, you can send them out to your listeners, to your subscribers. Uh, we also have a, uh, a link to them um, that you can, you know, put out there uh, and provide. And another thing too, is we, o- we always put this stuff out in our monthly newsletter, which our recent one just went out. And a few CEOs have told us it's the best insider tech news that they've found all in one place. So if you want to subscribe to that, I think, uh, you know, Gabe, you have the information uh, for how people can um, subscribe to that too. So just kind of staying in the loop that yeah. way. Right. So uh, I'll put the links in, in this episode's show notes, but Brendan's uh, website's goptg.com. If you go to their website, you should be able to subscribe to their newsletter. You should find that pretty easily. What other ways do you guys help people? I mean, it's great that you're helping people through this crisis, but what are, what's kind of your day-to-day at, at PTG helping businesses uh, stay secure and have all their IT needs met, Brendan? Yeah, so what we do, we work primarily with small to mid-sized businesses, and we take a, a proactive approach to IT rather than a reactive approach. And so what that means is we provide businesses with like a 12-month technology roadmap. We help you with your technology budgeting. We help you with your device refreshes. And then we have the whole cybersecurity component that comes along with that. And so what we like to say is that we really leverage technology to increase your business value. Because it's not just about reacting, you know, when your device goes down or when you get breached. Obviously, we can help in those situations, too. But it's more about taking a proactive approach and using technology to improve your business, to be more productive, to work better. I love it. So some of the ways you help clients is uh, you'll help people with with data backup, which I know is probably really critical during this time as well. If we're all separated from our uh, systems, um, having a proper data backup is, is really important. Um, I know you guys do. Yeah. And you have to make sure you have to make sure you test those backups too. whoever your, your IT person is that's in charge of that. Make sure those are getting regularly tested because a lot of times we find, you know, people think, Oh, my data's backed up and then they try to spin it up and use it and it's actually not there. So, uh, or it's not usable. So you gotta, you gotta make sure those are tested regularly. That's fantastic. Uh, and you guys can actually like remote login. So if people have a, a problem with their computer, you guys can just remotely log in and fix whatever they need. So definitely check out the website, goptg.com. Hit Brendan and his team up for all of your IT needs. Brendan, thank you so much for uh, joining us. And those tips were awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Gabe. Anytime. It was fun. Hey, well, that's going to wrap things up this week on Private Club Radio. I hope you have a healthy, happy, and productive week ahead. I'll catch you back here next week. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners. 
helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.